Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Scout Fantasy Sports. Radio Network. I am Adam Ronis here for the next hour, taking you until 8 p.m. Eastern here as we get set for Thanksgiving tomorrow. Three games slate for the NFL in week 12 of the fantasy football season as teams battle it out to get into the fantasy football playoffs. You can catch all my work, scoutfantasysports.com. Follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis, on Instagram at Aron88, A-R-O-N-88. And become a member of scoutfantasysports.com today. I want you to win. And it's crucial now to make the right decisions. And you could ask your questions on the message boards and the forums anytime you want. And you'll get an answer from myself, Dr. Otto, or Sean Childs, or maybe all three of us, the two of us. But we're there to answer your questions. And this is a critical time. You have to make the right decisions. So if you join ScoutFantasySports.com today and you use the promo code RONA70, you get 70% off your first month. So basically, it is free. We have a lot of content I have my fantasy football week 12 stock watch players that you could potentially buy low on and sell high. If you can still trade, a lot of trade deadlines are this week. If yours hasn't passed already, you can also use that as a tool for players that are rising and falling up the rankings, including a running back. I think that you can get very cheaply this week. So check that out on the site. Dr. Otto previews the Thanksgiving games for tomorrow, his podcast as well, a week 12 stardom article and plenty of tools to help you kind of sort through things and make these decisions. Premium wide receiver matchups report, points allowed by positions, snap counts, target reports, they're all there to help you. And, of course, scoutdfs.com as well. We have you covered for NHL, NFL, and NBA. Uh, obviously, NBA DFS, one of my favorites, and a very busy slate tonight. 13 games. I really didn't play heavy. A lot of work to be done for football. And with the short week and Thanksgiving, had a lot of research and writing to do today for the NFL. So it was light for me on the NBA DFS tonight uh, with no NBA games tomorrow. But uh, you can try it seven days for free. The NBA uh, DFS package, which includes access to the optimizer, which is important for those that maybe want to get into NBA, especially as NFL winds down and you're not real familiar. You can read our content, pick out three or four plays that you really like. Then kind of hit the optimizer and see what it gives you. And I always say this, if there's a play you don't like, exit out, hit it again. So it's a good tool to introduce people to the game of NBA DFS. For those that are not familiar, it can help you out a little bit. And even if you are experienced, maybe it puts you onto a player that you aren't thinking about and you do some more research, dig into it, and kind of figure out, okay, well, why is it telling me to play this player? What am I missing? So that's a great way to utilize it. Of course, VegasWhispers.com as well for your sports betting needs. They have you covered in a multitude of sports, college basketball, college football, NFL, NBA. Uh, so make sure you become a member today. They're also running a free contest as well. I tweeted out the link er earlier. It's a Pick'em contest, and it's free to enter, single entry uh, from now until week 17. So just check my Twitter, at Adam Ronis, 
for the link to that. Again, nothing to lose. It's free. Enter it, win some prizes, uh, especially if you're good at sports betting and handicapping. Uh, and even if you're not, give it a shot. Maybe you are good and you need to test yourself out. Here's an opportunity, a free contest where you can win some prizes. Lots to get to on the show today. Chris Vaccaro from TheAthletic.com, also in a lot of high-stakes leagues. Always fun conversation with him. He's going to join me in the next segment. We'll talk the Week 11 trends and what it means for Week 12. We'll also preview the Thanksgiving Day slate and also sports betting with him. He likes to uh, pick these games, and he was dead on a couple weeks ago. He said that the Patriots were going to lose to the Titans, and he had a lot of money on the Titans, and that worked out. So stay tuned. We'll see his picks for tomorrow. Let's get into some of the top news. Obviously, with three games tomorrow, a lot of injury news uh, for those games. Starting it off with Traquan Smith. He is listed as questionable. The Saints host the Falcons tomorrow night in the third game. Smith was in practice today limited, so it sounds like he's going to play. He said he's going to play. He's obviously coming off a monster game last week, 157 yards against the Eagles in a great matchup. But he has another great matchup this week, too. You know, getting a lot of questions on the message boards and forums about Traquan Smith. Someone asked me, is he a must-start? He's not a must-start. You know, there could be options in your roster that are better. Uh, somehow, I only have – oh, I have him in two leagues. Uh, one of them, I'm definitely using him for sure. The other one, I'm kind of debating. Now, the thing with Traquan Smith is we saw the floor is very low. Two weeks ago, he had a zero in a game that the Saints put up 51. But the ceiling is immense, as we saw last week. The thing that I like is the team is at home. Smith seems to have the better games or his biggest games this year at home. It's a great matchup against Atlanta. The over-under, I think, that I last saw, it's, is it close to 60, if I'm not mistaken, I believe? So it's I think the Saints' implied total is approaching 40. So the Saints have been unstoppable at home. These teams met in week three. They combined for about 80. I, again, the Saints' defense is better, so I don't expect uh, that. But, uh, yeah, the uh, the Saints are just uh, favored in this game uh, big time here, uh, by 13. So uh, if I have Trey Smith, I'm probably using. I wouldn't say he's a must-start for sure, but it sounds like he's going to play. So that's the good news there if you are waiting on Trey Smith uh, for tomorrow uh, against the Falcons. I was just watching the end there of the Duke-Gonzaga game. Duke had an opportunity to tie. They did not convert, so Gonzaga beats Duke 89-87, to handing Duke their first loss of the season. So uh, nice start there for Gonzaga, which remains undefeated. Mitch Trubisky is doubtful for Week 12 against the Lions. I mentioned it yesterday. The signs were not good. I don't think he's going to play anytime. Usually, I don't know what the percentage is, but usually when you're listed as doubtful, you're not going to play. So uh, he has a shoulder injury. They're saying uh, an AC joint. They're saying if the game was Sunday, he probably could have played. So it sounds like he will be back in week 13 when the Bears take over the Giants. But he will more than likely not suit up tomorrow. Chase Daniel will make the start for the Bears. So obviously you're going to uh, downgrade a lot of your Bears offensive players for sure. I know the Lions defense hasn't been great. Uh, just wrote something on that, though. They've actually been pretty good against the run. The last three weeks, they've allowed 3.9 yards per carry. Obviously, Snacks Harrison coming over has helped that run game a little bit. So definitely you don't feel as good uh, about your Bears. And in a game where I could see Detroit winning, short week for the Bears. They had to play Sunday night, divisional game. Lions always come up on Thanksgiving. So we'll uh, see what Chris Vaccaro thinks about that game from a betting perspective coming up in just a little bit. Not a surprise here. Carry on Johnson officially ruled out. He will not play this week. So at least uh, 
one game missed for him. No damage to the knee, so that's a good sign. So maybe he does return in Week 13. As far as the Bears, uh, the Lions running backs, people are going to say LeGarrette Blunt. I'm not playing LeGarrette Blunt. I, I don't know if they give him heavy workload. There's been talk about Zach Zenner. I think Zach Zenner, you can add in a deeper format. But then again, if it's only one week, you know, you don't really feel good about playing him against the Bears, and you don't know what his role is going to be. So LeGarrette Blunt uh, has just been miserable lately. He's averaging, I believe, uh, less than a yard per carry over the last four weeks. Three carries, three yards against Seattle, five for eight against Minnesota, six for four against this Bears defense, which is really good against the run. And last week against Carolina, seven for one. So you're banking on a touchdown. You know he's not involved in the passing game. I'm passing on LeGarrette Blunt. Don't want any part of him. Theoretic, I do like. Uh, we talked about it in the last couple weeks. They're essentially using him as a receiver and in the slot consistently. So I would use Riddick, especially in PPR formats. He hasn't been getting many carries. As we saw last year when that did happen, it was not a good thing. So I, I do see him getting maybe like, you know, five five carries this week. Not a big deal, but it's a little bit better than what we have, what we have been seeing from him uh, in the past. So uh, I think... He gets a, a few carries, and I like him the best. Uh, Zenner will be interesting to watch. But, again, I just don't think you can start him because they yeah. haven't said anything on what his role is going to be. There's been some talk. I think it was from the, one of the writers that you could see more of him. But without knowing his solidified role against a good Bears defense, just too risky uh, for sure. Marvin Jones officially ruled out. We expected that. So, Galladay, Kenny Galladay is going to see a ton of targets. He has 27 in the last two weeks. Do think Marvin Jones could be a factor, though, the rest of the way. Uh, really do like him if he can uh, become healthy and finish out the season. I believe the Lions play the Rams next week, so that should be a high-scoring game where Detroit's going to have to pass uh, to keep up. Chris Thompson officially ruled out this week against the Cowboys. He's been out since week eight. It's just been terrible, and Capri Bibbs obviously will be the pass-catching back, but he's done nothing, and uh, you can't use him. I mean, I had him in a 14-team league, and I dropped him last week. I mean, it's pretty bad. And I don't really have a great RB2. Now, with the emergence of Josh Adams, I feel I do. But Bibbs just hasn't done much. Even in a game where the Redskins could be trailing, I, he's not going to do much. He's got five receptions over the last three games. So, no need to look there uh, on your fantasy squads this week. Surprisingly, Jamison Crowder has not been ruled out yet. He's listed as questionable. So, he's been limited in practice all week. There's a chance he could return. Obviously, if he does play, it would not be good for Trey Quinn. Some people might have picked him up in deep PPR formats. He was four for 49 last week playing the slot. If Crowder is back, he'll be in the slot, and that will hurt Trey Quinn. Still wouldn't feel great about Crowder in his first game back since he's been out for so long, but certainly progress there. A.J. Green didn't practice today, but it sounds like he is going to play this week. There was a report, I think it was Sunday night, from Jocena Anderson, ESPN, who said that Green would be back this week. Uh, Marvin Lewis said Green will practice later in the week. So it could be tomorrow, it could be Friday. But all indications are there's a good chance he can play. And I know people are in tough situations because of the three games on Thursday. They're going to have to make a decision at times. I'm leaning towards Green playing, hopefully with the multitude of games on Sunday as well. You have another option. Uh, I have Green in two leagues, and I am counting on him playing this week. Again, the Bengals are 5-5 five and five competing for that final playoff spot. Several teams in the AFC, they're tied at 5-5. Five and five. Bengals are one of them. Jimmy Graham did not practice today. The reports are he's going to try and play through this broken thumb, but doesn't sound good at all. I mean, you could be tough, but, you know, are you going to wear a cast? What kind of cast is it? Uh, you know, are you going to be able to block? I mean, obviously, they could just put him out there in passing situations, but, you know, teams could pick up on that. So 
you know, the original report was he was going to miss weeks. And you give credit to these guys that try to tough it out. But, man, I, I don't see how you can play Graham with any confidence this week. And, again, that's even if he plays. We might see him be ruled out before the game uh, if practice doesn't go well. Tom Brady limited at Wednesday's practice with a knee injury. The Patriots are coming off a bye. Uh, maybe I think the report was he heard it going out for that route, if you remember, against the Titans. Again, that's why it's so stupid to put these quarterbacks in situations, especially an older quarterback like Brady. We saw them do it with Andrew Luck last week with Ebron throwing him a pass. Uh, no need to do it. Not when Brady is is older and Andrew Luck's coming off the shoulder and he's playing so well. Don't do anything stupid with them. So it makes no sense to me why these teams do that. But sounds like Brady is going to play against the Jets. And uh, Brady has not been good the last three games before the bye, but uh, should be easy for the Jets uh, for the Patriots this week against the Jets. I know the Jets have played them well in the past, but Jets are in a pretty bad shape right now. Rob Gronkowski was limited at practice today. He is scheduled to return this week. Man, he has been a major disappointment this year. But if you have him, you're probably using him, uh, even though he's really done nothing for you this year. Julian Edelman is practicing in full. I got a question today on the message board. They were concerned about Edelman. Uh, obviously, he left that game against Tennessee late with a foot injury, but he was in practice fully today. He's set to go, and you can get him in your lineups. Randall Cobb was limited at practice today. Uh, he didn't play the last game. Cobb has really done nothing this year. I have him on one. No, I have him on two rosters because they're really deep. One's 22 roster spots. The other one is 20 roster spots. But I have no inclination to play him until I see something from him. I uh, still like Marquez Valdez-Scantling better, even though Valdez-Scantling is coming off a really disappointing game. I uh, think he had a tough matchup there. I think he'll bounce back this week. Devin Funches did not practice today with a back injury. So this is something that I haven't seen. Funches has been a major disappointment. I actually traded for him in the league, not because I wanted him. I was just trying to find a wide receiver, and it was for Austin Hooper. So it's not like I was going to get much for Hooper. Uh, I took the shot on Funches. Saw the schedule was pretty good down the stretch. But I think it's time that they use DJ Moore and get him more targets. I know he had a big game last week, but Devin Funches has been – so bad. I mean, eight targets last week. He dropped a touchdown. I think some places had him with four drop passes, uh, two catches for 39 yards on eight targets against Detroit. And, you know, the last four games, two for 27, four for 44, three for 32, two for 39. He hasn't scored since week seven. And we've seen when Greg Olson is healthy, too. Usually he doesn't put up big numbers. He hasn't topped 77 yards this year. He has three touchdowns. You know, even Curtis Samuel deserves more looks at this point. I mean, I've, I've liked Samuel. I picked him up in a deep four, and I had to drop him a couple weeks ago. Just wasn't sure if the volume was going to be there. But so many options here with Olsen, McCaffrey coming out of the backfield. Uh, I don't think the team can continue to throw to Funches. It'll be interesting to see. You know, does Cam Newton come back away now after the drops last week? Devontae Parker was limited in practice today. He had a sprained AC joint before the Dolphins' bye. Uh, really tough to kind of rely on Devontae Parker right now. He's had one big game. Although Ryan Tannehill will be back this week. So, uh, Parker's just someone you're kind of waiting on in deeper formats. In many leagues, he is probably not owned. Sam Donald is still sidelined at practice with the foot injury, so it sounds like he might not play this week. And even if he does, he's not 100%. So probably Josh McCown will be a quarterback. And, man, uh, the Jets' offense looked abysmal against the Bills before the bye. Marcus Mariota was limited in practice today with the neck injury. He said he's day-to-day. 
Remember, though, that game is Monday night. There's no way you wait around for Mariota, not even in a super flex league or two quarterbacks. You know, we just won't know. We won't have an official injury report for the Titans until Thursday since they play on Monday night. And obviously, it remains to be seen, you know, what to do with that Titans offense. You just don't feel good about the offense if Mariota's not a quarterback. If Blank Abbott's in there, especially against the Texans, who are playing good defense, you just don't feel good at all in that scenario. We'll talk to Chris Vaccaro about that. We talked about Corey Davis last week. And an IDP note, because I've been getting a lot of questions on him, Deion Jones, the linebacker for the Falcons, he will not play this week against the Saints. So he was activated from IR last week. The Falcons are going to keep him out another week. So that is definitely good news for the Saints running back because the Falcons have been shredded by pass-catching running backs. When we return, Chris Vaccaro from The Athletic, he joins me. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Adam Ronis. Make sure you check out ScoutFantasySports.com as uh, we got plenty of uh, content to get you through Championship Week. The Fantasy Football Week 12 Stockwatch is up now, and um, you can check it out. So... uh, Make sure that you check it out. Enter the promo code uh, RONAS70 to get 70% off your first month uh, and join us today. So uh, you can check it out uh, right now. Become a member uh, today, and we'll definitely take you through the championship. You can ask your questions on the message boards and the forums anytime you want. Of course, Scout DFS as well, as um, we got you covered for NBA, NFL. Last week, a really good day in NFL, as uh, some of the picks were Saquon Barkley in the optimal lineup. The uh, Giants defense was one of the picks. Um, Also, you had uh, the uh, uh, Michael Thomas. So there was a lot of good picks, and the optimal lineup has been really good over the last few weeks. So check it out again. You could always put in, you know, your your preference. Again, that's what I usually do is put in your stacks, you know, who you prefer as the stack, and then hit optimize, see what it gives you. Sometimes it's going to give you plays that you don't like, and you just kind of play around with it and put in what you want. We have a stacks tool that you could check out. Uh, NBA DFS, where you can try it for seven days for free, and then you'll see you'll win money and you'll come back and you want to become a member for the entire season. So again, Ronus 70, that promo code gets you 70% off your first month. And of course we got VegasWhispers.com as well for your sports betting needs where these guys have been crushing it a little cold lately though. Again, they document everything. So uh, there's going to be some losses along the way, but we have full transparency where you can see what the uh, document is. So, 
over the last uh, 24 days. It's a 61% winning percentage. Monday Night Football, 9-2-1 against the spread. College football the last five weeks, 28-11, and 11, a 72% winning percentage. Uh, so you can check it out. So uh, make sure you become a member today. There's different packages, and uh, you, uh, you can uh, become a member today. Joining me now, it is Chris Vicaro from TheAthletic.com. Chris, what's going on? Ronis, what's up, buddy? A little phone trouble, I think, on your end, but uh, we're all good now. Definitely. How are you doing? Pretty good, man. Did you get to catch the end of that Duke-Gonzaga game? You know what? I didn't. Um, I, I, uh, I watched a little bit of the first half, actually, and uh, then I had to jump in the car and go, and I didn't see it. And I'm, I was telling my friends last week that I guarantee that Duke runs the table and goes undefeated the whole season. So I was just getting the text messages from them laughing at me going, wow, that stood up for about a week. Yeah, well, I think a lot of people felt that way about Duke, especially after they opened the season demolishing Kentucky. But I guess we got to remember these are very young kids, and uh, Gonzaga's pretty good themselves. Gonzaga is very good, but I, I was watching them last night, and they were struggling with Arizona. And uh, I was saying to myself, "Wow, I'm you know Duke's going to crush either one of these teams tomorrow night." And one of Gonzaga's best players actually just got hurt the other day and is out. So I really thought Duke would crush Gonzaga, but uh, hey, early season Duke. I guess these kids are still learning to play with each other, but I still think they'll win the national title uh, come uh, April. Yeah, and they were down big in this game, and they actually came back and tied it up. So, And they had an opportunity to win late, just couldn't finish. So, uh, good game. I saw bits and pieces of it as I was working in on air here, but certainly a, a nice start there to the college basketball season and something people will talk about because there was a lot of talk about Duke after that uh, opening win of the season. But let's talk some football here as we sure. gear up for Week 12. Uh, how, do most yeah. your, how, do you, how do most of your teams look as we get here for this playoff push? You know, Adam, I, I think, you know, I talked about it last week. Uh, week 10 was a struggle. The first nine weeks were great. I'm in great positions in all my league, in most of my leagues. It's um, been a good season. Week 10 hurt. Uh, week 11, uh, last week, everything was going great up until that Monday night game. And then, uh, well, what can I say? Mahomes happened. Goff happened. Kelsey happened. All these guys that I don't have any shares of. And uh, everybody caught me. Everybody yeah, I, caught me on my head. I was wondering. I saw your tweet, and I'm like, man, he must have no one in this game. Obviously, from a fan's perspective, everyone loved it. And from a fantasy perspective, I guess unless you didn't have much involvement in that game. Uh, well, I would have had a lot of, uh, you know, I would have had a good amount in that game. And I was looking ahead a couple of weeks back going, oh, I can't wait to get Cooper Cup and Sammy Watkins, all, my, all those shares of those two players involved in this game as well as Todd Gurley. And uh, so what happens a couple weeks later, Cooper Cup isn't there for the game. Sammy Watkins starts and, and uh, plays one snap pretty much, goes to the sideline, and then Todd Gurley is uh, the biggest bust of uh, all these stud names. Uh, go figure in a game like that after getting nicked up early in the first uh, quarter. Uh, so, yeah, it sucked for me that game, and it was painful, man. I never sat through a more painful fantasy game than that game on Monday night, just watching teams catch you in points, uh, in point races, in all these high stakes leagues because of that one game. And uh, you know, like I said, head to heads, uh, they didn't go my way either. Yeah, I had one where I was down, I think fifty or sixty going in. My opponent had Kareem Hunt, but I had 
Mahomes, Gurley, and Josh Reynolds. Who would have thought that Josh Reynolds probably was the difference maker? Because as you mentioned, Gurley wasn't great. We did find out, though, because it looked like something was bothering him, and they weren't going to him up that he rolled his ankle. He did finish the game, though, so that's why I didn't think it was a big deal. He didn't look right. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he he really didn't look right once he came back in. And it's funny because the announcers didn't even mention it, but I'm sure you remember the play. He he got rolled up on coming, uh, you know, off a run on the sideline. Yes. And I was like, ooh, that didn't look good at all. But he got back up, and then he looked down at his foot, and I was like, oh, man, I hope that, you know, it doesn't turn into anything. And he went right to the sideline. And then after, like, you know, the next series, Malcolm Brown is in there, and I'm like, whoa, this isn't right because there's no reason in the first quarter that Malcolm Brown should be getting that many snaps, you know, especially in a big game like that. So – I knew it right off the bat, and it was just uh, it just wasn't a good game for Todd Gurley owners. I'm surprised that Sammy Watkins even played. When I saw that news right before I went on the air that night, I said, look, if you are sitting there and saying, damn, I should have waited for Watkins, you made the right call. You can't – you cannot have – you can't wait around and not have a backup option. And, yeah, Chris Conley in hindsight had a good game, but Conley barely played any snaps. So I don't you, think – yeah. You know, right? I mean, you. I don't have Sammy Watkins, but like for the people that were asking me yeah. advice on Scout Fantasy Sports, I'm like, you can't wait for Sammy Watkins. No, you couldn't, especially after all the news after the weekend with him missing practice on Friday and then again on Saturday. Once it was Saturday, and then they also called, you know, the the telltale sign, uh, the universal sign that a guy isn't going to play. You know, when they call up another receiver from the practice squad, uh, which they did, I said, oh my god, all right, so he's definitely out. Um, you couldn't take the chance on a Monday night game, even though, you know, you want to roll the dice kind of uh, with that game, with that high of a total, and you want to get any Chiefs or Rams involved in that game. But you just couldn't take a zero if you didn't have, uh, you know, the the proper guys to back them up. Um, I don't know if you had saw my tweet about my one particular team. It was a first-place team, and on Friday night I picked up Chris Connolly for a couple bucks. Uh, just for Sammy Watkins' protection. I went into Monday night. Connolly, I still had in, and then I said, oh, my God, I can't believe Sammy Watkins is active. I switched Watkins back in for Connolly, and then I lost the game by eight points. Oh, man, yeah. I, you know, I guess in hindsight you would have said anyone in that game was in play. I mean, we I think we all figured it was going over. No one could have thought 54-51, but no. if there's it any – the best bet I've ever made. Oh, I think for many people, I'm sure the books took a beating on that one, right? I didn't see anything, but oh, I'm sure. sure. Yeah. Yeah. So no, for sure, everybody had it. The sucker line was taking the under and getting scared away from the number. See, I guess that's always the thing that I I think when you're giving advice is players coming off injury because you see times where players come back and they're absolutely fine, no big deal. But then you see a situation like this. Watkins didn't look good on that first catch anyway. I'm surprised they even put him out there. So. I guess I can't blame you because you, your mindset was probably like, wow, okay, they feel he's good enough to go. He didn't practice. I guess they looked at him and said, yeah, he's fine. He's good to go. That, that's probably your reasoning, right? No, oh, absolutely. If, if the guy is playing, uh, you know, I'm expecting a guy that's at least, you know, 85 90% and looking okay. I'm not expecting a guy to suit up, go out there, catch the first ball of the game, give him like a token, uh, a token pass, and then he, he sits out the – the next three and a half quarters. I mean, what was that? I, I, the only thing I could think of is, did he re-aggravate it on that one play? Because he looked terrible in that catch, limping around. And, uh, 
if you remember the announcers during the game, once he caught that ball and, and that was it for him, they, they said, wow, you know, we were surprised that Sammy Watkins actually suited up because he didn't look good in pregame warm-ups. Well, heh, I wish I uh, would have saw that or heard about that, you know, in pregame warm-ups that he didn't look that good. I wouldn't have put him back in my lineups, but I don't even know why they would uh, suit him up and put him out there. Makes no sense, especially with a bye next week. I mean, I understand. Yes. Yeah. I mean, look, is it a, it was a, is it a big game in the grand scheme of, th- scheme of things for Kansas City? Not really. They're probably going to win a division. They're probably going to get a first round bye. So mm-hmm. it's not a big loss. So I don't understand no, why they pushed them. No, I mean, I'm shocked that with the bye upcoming, usually they get the benefit of the doubt when, you know, you see a bye coming the following week. That's even more of a reason that the guy is going to sit out. So I was shocked that he did that. But on top of that, I don't know. Like, is Andy Reid really uh, owe Sammy Watkins that much that he's like, all right, I'm not going to let you – I'm not going to make you inactive versus your old team from last year. Like, and Sammy begged to, to play against them. You know, I don't – I don't think he would get the call just based on that alone. But, uh, yeah, very frustrating for Sammy Watkins owners to, to take a, a 1.5 in a great game like that. How do you evaluate a game like that, especially when it comes to Josh Reynolds? Because we all knew, okay, he'll see an uptick with no Cooper Cup. We saw two games mm-hmm. already with no Cooper Cup. One where he didn't do much. The other one. Not heavy volume, but he scored two touchdowns, and he looked good in this game, narrowly missed a second touchdown. But this is a game where they put up 54 points, where teams were just going up and down the field, and there was a ton of plays ran. So can we take something away from this game with Reynolds going forward, or are you still a little iffy on using him every week? Uh, I'll tell you what. I think it would have to depend on the matchup. If it's a t- if it's in a game where I think um, the Rams are going to be able to, you know, uh, give and take, you know, versus a, a decent team where I think Goff will be throwing a lot, that's it. That's a week where I want to get Reynolds in as like a flex play or maybe a, a low-end wide receiver three in my lineup. Um, you know, if it's a game where the Rams are like 12-point favorites, they're playing, uh, you know, the, the Arizona Cardinals, the uh, – you know, some crap team uh, where they're just going to pretty much rely on Gurley and Cooks and Woods, and, and that'll be enough where you don't see Reynolds having that big of a game, then i probably sit him out. But in a game like that versus the Chiefs, you know, a game like just say maybe the versus the Saints, you know, teams like that, that's when you want to get a guy like Reynolds in. He'll be good for five catches. Uh, and, and I think, you know, obviously he's the beneficiary of the, the Cooper Cup loss. So, you know, just like I wrote about a couple weeks ago, when Cup went down, I thought Josh Reynolds was a must-add off the waiver wire, especially if you were the Cup owner. It's all good to Chris Vicaro. You can find him at theathletic.com. Plays in a ton of high-stakes leagues. Last week, we had a very positive conversation regarding Corey Davis. How things have changed. Obviously, Marcus Mariota is the big problem here as he got hurt, even though they weren't doing much in the first half. But you got to think if Mariota was healthy in the second half, Davis would have been peppered with targets. But now Mariota is day-to-day. They're saying he suffered a stinger. I don't know if we can believe these teams anymore. You know, he was kind of shaking his right hand. So you, maybe that nerve damage yeah. is still there. Uh, what are we doing with Corey Davis specifically this week as they play the Texans on Monday night? I know. I would, I would like to get him in on that game versus, you know, uh, that secondary of the Texans, which isn't impressive at all. Uh, but now until I see Mariota, uh, you know, can throw it again, 
Because I think they're like, I agree with you. I think they're hiding that nerve issue again in the elbow. Um, and once again, we're at a Monday night game. So who knows? There's no way I'm waking up on Monday uh, morning and getting the reports that uh, they're going with Blaine Gabbert and Mariota is going to sit out. And I have Corey Davis in my lineup. I'm not getting stuck with that. So uh, Corey Davis, the screw job continues, Adam. The roller coaster continues. Um, He's going back to the bench this week for me. Uh, you know, it, it, hopefully the people that have Corey Davis have enough weapons where they can uh, replace him in their lineups. But uh, that's tough. Yeah, another four-point game last week after sitting him on uh, in, in benches when he went off the week before. Just crazy. It really is. But uh, he's just one of those players where most people that own him just aren't going to be able to guess right on him uh, each week, it looks like. Speak, speaking of roller coasters, that uh, describes the Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterbacks pretty accurately this year as we keep going back and forth. Jameis Winston will get the start this week in a pretty good matchup here, but there's always the risk of him being benched at some point during the game. I actually am planning on starting Winston in a 14-team league. Should owners be confident in him Me this too. week? Oh, you are too. Okay, so I guess you're confident too. too. No, I, I am. I really am. I, I haven't seen. I don't know why Fitzpatrick's been starting the last couple games, but um, what a great matchup for Winston to come back and, and look like a decent quarterback again. Um, I'm one of those guys. I guess I'm a Winston. Uh, I don't. I don't want to say believer because he'll come in and, and ruin a game, just like we seen that game versus the Bengals a couple weeks ago. But he'll give you those fantasy numbers, and at the end of the day, he'll be over 300 yards. He might have two or three picks, but he'll have three touchdowns also. Um, I like him. I think I think he's a top seven, uh, you know, option at quarterback this uh, week. I almost dropped him in my uh, in you know you said a fourteen team league. One of the leagues that I have him in is a fourteen team uh, high stakes auction league where uh, I'm actually doing very well in. And uh, I have uh, him and Rivers this week, and I'm really considering going Winston over Rivers, uh, just like that. It might sound crazy because Rivers is so good and consistent. But, uh, you know, that home matchup with the Niners, it's not bad. What would you do with that one, Ronis? Winston, here's the thing with Rivers, and I'm a huge Rivers fan. He has mm-hmm. a very high floor but a very low ceiling. He has not, last week was the first time that he topped 30 pass attempts since week four. He's been in the 26 to 28 range. He had 43 last week in the competitive game against Denver. He's had multiple touchdowns in every game this year. But you don't see a lot of 353, four touchdown games anymore. And against Arizona, I don't think he's going to need to do it. And Arizona's actually been pretty good against the pass. I just don't see that as yeah. a game where he piles up points this week. Yeah, I agree. And that's why I'm leaning towards Winston. I have Winston in now, and I think I'm sticking with it just for the uh, you know the upside potential of him uh, going 303 touchdowns. Yeah, and in some leagues, people actually held on to Winston, uh, I guess, because we kind of all knew that. 14-team leagues, yeah, yeah, the 14-teamers, it's tough to let go of a, of a QB with potential like that. You well, know? someone did. I got him off the waiver wire today. Yeah, well, yeah. there you go. And I was hoping he'd be there in GST, but he's not, man, because that's my weakness is quarterback, <laughs> and uh, could have really used Winston in that one. Lots more ahead. Lots more ahead with Chris Carroll. We'll also preview the Thanksgiving Day games, also from a sports betting perspective as well. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, 
or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis, you can find me, scoutfantasysports.com. As we get you ready for Week 12, the Fantasy Football Stock Watch is up. Dr. Otto has a preview of the Thanksgiving Day games. And, of course, ask your questions on the message boards and the forums anytime you want. Use the promo code Ronis70 to get 70% off your first month. I'm joined by Chris Vaccaro from TheAthletic.com, also a top high-stakes player. We're going to get into the Thanksgiving Day games in just a second, but... Wanted to ask you about uh, probably one of the hottest pickups this week, and he has to be available in every league. Not one league am I in is he owned. You probably can guess who I'm going to ask you about when I preface Gus it with Edwards. that. Right. There you go, Gus, Gus Edwards. Edwards. Not owned yeah. in any league that I'm in. Certainly one of, the, one of the biggest surprises last week. And I guess the big question is, is he the running back, at least for this week and potentially going forward for Baltimore? Yeah, and he's got a nice matchup. You look up and, uh, you know, for all these teams that are desperate and need running back help, hey, uh, you know, we play in a lot of leagues, Adam, that, you know, you only have this week and next week to empty your uh, fab budget. What better time than get a starting running back uh, on a team that loves to run the ball in uh, Gus Edwards? So the bids will be high tonight. Um, You know, I don't have a lot of money left in any of my leagues, so I won't be getting him, but it is crazy doing all my uh, free agent lists, uh, you know, last night and today, and he's available in every single league. It's amazing. Yeah, and of course, I think in most leagues, almost everyone needs running back help, and uh, I lost out of my home league. I didn't have enough money. Someone spent 401 on him. Uh, I didn't have that much left. Mm-hmm. I could have used him. Uh, I know in the GST, the thing is, I actually do not need him. Uh, so that's the problem, but... I'll put in a bid. I'll put in a bid anyway. Yeah. You got to keep them away yeah. from someone else. Although people, Every, have... you got to keep the te- the people in your league honest, and you never know if you're in uh, ten leagues. Just say you might catch your league sleeping in one of them and and get them for uh, you know a cheap amount of money. Yeah, uh, I've always so, told yeah. people that over the years. Like you might be like, "Well, there's no way I'm going to get them. I have no money." Also, consider the week. A lot of people traveling today, and they kind of forget they're off kilter their schedule, right? Agreed. Agreed. Um, I actually did that uh, two weeks ago. Once, uh, uh, you know, like I said, I didn't have a lot of money, but, uh, you know, I put two bucks on Maurice Harris when Maurice Harris that week, uh, I think it was two weeks ago for the Fed with everybody was bidding three, four hundred dollars on every league and every high stakes league. He was going for that much. And I said, ah, I don't I only have like eight bucks left. Let me put, you know, two bucks just to, for the hell of it. I, I wound up getting them. The whole league was sleeping, I guess. Uh, it didn't work out because he sucks, but, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I got him in GST. I picked him up in GST. I think I used him. I used him one of the week. I had bye week issues. Maybe it was two weeks ago, but, yeah. yeah I gave you, you like. You dropping him? Are you, uh, is it time to cut bait on him? Is it over? Uh, you know? 
Wow, you must what be looking think? at you must be looking at my computer where I have the ad drops up because yeah, he was the guy who was planning <laughs> the drop. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, if he's gonna, here's the thing: if he's gonna be I mean, on the outside, you know, he's more of a slot guy, I think. Yeah, I I agree. Um, but just to back that up one second, I I asked that question, Adam, because going into tonight, uh, I have a team that's very deep, uh, very good. It's gonna be going to the playoffs, but I have to drop somebody tonight, um, and my two choices are Maurice Harris or Jimmy Graham. Uh, oh, that's tough, right? What now. would you do? What would you do? I, I, I'm leaning right now towards dropping Jimmy Graham just in case Maurice Harris, you know, Crowder has another setback. Maybe Maurice Harris somehow, you know, catches lightning in a bottle with Colt McCoy. I don't know. He's probably going to suck, like I said, the rest of the season. But I can't trust the tight end that uh, wasn't producing much anyway and now has a broken thumb. Yeah, that's true. My guess is I don't think Graham's going to play this week, and I don't know if he's going to be effective if he even tries to play yeah i mean hey like i said tough to catch a football with a broken thumb isn't it definitely uh i mean i guess <laughs> i guess with harris though if you're looking at the matchups after dallas philly giants jacksonville's tough Ooh. but uh yeah, Phil- not the first two though yeah those are appealing the problem is though it, it, it sounds I mean, I need him i'm not gonna need him but he's like my seventh wide receiver eighth, eighth wide receiver so really doesn't matter i'm just saying when you when you you don't ever want to look up three four weeks from now and and drop a player that you regret dropping and i just think i would less regret jimmy graham with a broken thumb drop i mean harris and you know what i mean who's your other tight end Uh, so this is another one of my high stakes teams where i'm carrying three tight ends and it's greg olsen austin hooper and jimmy graham oh okay you know what well okay but if you drop graham can someone else get him or is this a period where no one could add players that are dropped this yeah. this week? Well, they well they won't have them, you know, until next week. But they'll have that last free agent bid before uh, you head to the playoffs to to pick Jimmy Graham up. Okay, yeah, I I I don't have a good feeling about Jimmy Graham. And as you mentioned, he not had, it's not like he was doing good anyway before that. Exactly. Talking to Chris Vicaro from theAthletic.com. Uh, let's take a look uh, real quick before uh, we get into the games for tomorrow. The other big guy, uh, he's not actually available in every league, but he is in some. But uh, what are your thoughts on Cameron Brake going forward with no O.J. Howard? Is he top six? Is he top ten? Uh, is he someone top that right top there. eight? Right there, top eight, yes. Uh, I, he'll, he'll have the big bids. I do, you know, Like you said, Adam, you hit on the two big uh, guys tonight that people will be bidding high on. Um and and let's face it, with the tight end, uh, you know, with tight ends looking terrible, the you know, uh, a lot of people struggling for tight ends. For one to come, uh, you know, out and about right now, uh, and a guy in an offense that looks good, O.J. Howard gone, Cameron Bray could really uh, give you some nice points each week at the tight end position going forward. He's definitely a top ten option in my opinion. For sure, and uh, he's still out there in some leagues, cause, and he probably should be. I mean, I, I, my league's, though, with 20 roster spots, he's owned. So I guess people were just yeah. uh, insurance just in case something went down with Howard, and we all know how difficult it is to fight to find tight ends on the waiver wire. Uh, let's take a yep. look at tomorrow's slate, kicking it off with the Bears and Lions. The Bears are favored by three. They played Sunday night. That game was flexed, and they had to play Sunday night. Now they have to go on the road for an early game. And it's looking like Mitch Trubisky's not going to play. He's listed as doubtful. 
I think a lot of people are going to see the Bears minus three and take them. Lions are home. Uh, it's Thanksgiving. I, I think the Lions might be able to, to win this game. What are your thoughts uh, from a betting perspective? Trap City. This is the definition of the, of the trap game in the gambling world, Adam. Um, I was lucky enough. I, I'm one of those guys that I put my plays in early in the week. Uh, you know, a lot of people are different. They'll wait till Sunday morning or, you know, in this instance, Thursday. But as soon as the lines come out, um, in my case, late Sunday night uh, or, or early Monday, I, if I like a game, I jump on it. And I jumped on the Lions plus four and a half, um, you know, early on Monday, before even the Trubisky news was, was hitting. So uh, I feel like I'm ahead of the curve with the four and a half points. Uh, the total went down a couple points now because of the Trubisky. Um, I do. I like the Lions. I was shocked that they uh, beat the Panthers. I thought they had given up on the season, especially after getting, uh, you know, their, their butts handed to them in Chicago a couple weeks ago. But they come home. They beat the Panthers. Uh, they showed some life. And like you said, uh, quick turnaround for the Bears, coming off an emotional win on national television. Uh, you know, you wake up, uh, you get to bed late Sunday. You got to travel on Wednesday. Uh, no prep time. Uh, I love the Lions tomorrow plus the points. From a fantasy perspective, doesn't look like there's too much in- intrigue here. You know, Matthew Stafford's been disappointing this year. Kenny Galladay, we know, is going to get a boatload of targets. What do you do with that backfield? Hopefully. What do you? Yeah, I know. Oh, what do you do with like? There's no way like I can play Legarrette Blunt. He's averaged less than a yard per carry no. over the last four weeks. Like I don't care what he gets no. against the Bears. Like I don't even want him. I I agree with you. I you can't. Uh, I don't think uh, Legarrette Blunt has a nice game. I think the one thing the Bears will do successfully tomorrow is stop their run. But I do love Theo Riddick in this game tomorrow. Um, you know, as a obviously as a running back that you can. I think he catches six, seven balls tomorrow. Um, you know, with all the weapons that they have gone out of this offense. I think this is a big theoretic, uh, theoretic game out of the backfield. I think he should be on the field a ton tomorrow, whether he lines up in the slot or coming out of the backfield. I think he's a nice PPR back tomorrow. Um, I wouldn't be shocked to see him catch seven, seven to ten balls in this type of game. There's nobody else. Uh, Bruce Ellington is a little banged up now. I want to see if he plays. I think he will. Uh, he's a sneaky little play on the waiver wire this week, too, I think, Adam. You you feel the same way or no, not really? Yeah, I picked him up in a league where there's 22 roster spots with no kickers, no defense, so there's not a lot there. Uh, so yeah. I, I did pick him up there. I was considering him in my 14-team league. I kind of really didn't have anyone to drop. But, yeah, I agree. I think he's kind of yeah. sneaky. We saw him produce last week, and uh, he could get the targets once again this week as Marvin Jones is officially ruled out. So, yeah, in deeper formats, I do think yeah. he's in play. Maybe sneaky DFS if you use the three-game slate. He's cheap. Obviously, there's so many options in the night game, which we'll get to. But, yeah, Riddick has been heavily involved the last few weeks anyway, especially since Golden Tate's gone. He's got 22 targets over the last three games and gives you that high floor. You know, you, you know you're probably going to get minimum of uh, 10 to 12 points from him. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what you're looking for, uh, you know, in this type of game. Uh, but, you know, let's not kid ourselves. This is hopefully the Galladay game again. Uh, last week was awesome. Uh, you, you expect the double-digit targets tomorrow. Uh, hopefully it's not a letdown, and hopefully the Bears defense just doesn't focus on, uh, you know, doubling him or, or whatever because they see that there's not a lot of other uh, weapons there. Also, on the, on the opposite side, Adam, I just hope that this Chase Daniel doesn't come in, uh, you know, now for Trubisky and ruin the Anthony Miller uh, momentum. 
that's uh, been building up these last couple of weeks because he's a tough option now for me. Uh, I'm a big Anthony Miller owner. I have him on a lot of teams, and because of the QB switch, I'm like, ah, should I still put him in the flex spot this week or, uh, you know, just pass? I have a lot of Anthony Miller or Chris Godwin flex, uh, um, you know, decisions to make this week, and I think I want to pass on Miller and, and wait till Sunday and get Godwin in on that uh, 49er game. So that's where I'm heading with that. So, But other than that, I mean, I expect Slay to do a good job with Allen Robinson uh, tomorrow. Burton's been falling asleep lately. Um, you know, this game really is the, the worst of the three tomorrow. Won't be exciting unless you're a Kenny Galladay owner, hopefully. And I'm assuming you're taking the under, too. I love the under. And, and you know, on the gambling tip, uh, team total. Uh, I'm a big team total type of uh, player. Um, I got the Bears under 24.5 points, like I said, two days ago. I jumped on that. Now they're down to 23.5. So that's a big number difference right there, 24.5 compared to 23.5. So my advice would be uh, to get on that Bears uh, team total under. I don't see them uh, getting over 20 points tomorrow. The only way they will is if they get two defensive touchdowns. Yeah, that's right? true. The defense, the defense might get that, but I don't think the offense will. Uh, the game in the middle – the Redskins travel to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. You talk about team implied totals. Did you see what the Redskins is? 16 and a half. 16 and a half. Yeah. Uh, ugly. I was hoping for at least – I was hoping to get it to about 17 and a half because I think the Redskins uh, can't break 17 in that game tomorrow. So I was hoping for just a little more. But, you know, Vegas is Vegas, and uh, they know what they're doing. So uh, 16 and a half is a number to scare me away. But – um I love the Cowboys. I love your Cowboys in this game. I, I really do. By seven, uh, you'll take the you'll take the minus seven. I do. I love it. I love it. And I actually got sucked into this one when the uh, when the lines first came out a couple of days ago. Dallas was minus eight, and uh, I buy. I'm a I'm a point buyer. Uh, I bought them down to seven, and a couple of days later, they're at seven now. So. I wasted a full point by. Well, then but, you get the uh, benefit. It, it works both ways. You got the benefit of the Bears one, so. Yeah, true. Exactly. So, you know, it goes both ways when you jump on lines early. Um, but, yeah, I like the minus the seven for sure. Uh, I think this is a uh, 27 to 10 type-ish game. I think Zeke goes off again. Um, not a big fantasy game, Adam, but uh, I think that Dallas defense will uh, really uh, give Washington, uh, you know, their, their money's worth tomorrow. I think Michael Gallup scores a touchdown. Emotional week for him. His brother committed suicide. He found out after the game. Uh, I think they're going to yeah. – the fact that he's suiting up, I'm a little surprised. But we've seen this. Guys think it's best, yeah. you know, to get out there and play. Uh, I'm going to look for player props, and uh, I think Michael Gallup scores a touchdown. Uh, you know what, Adam? What a great call by you. Whether it happens or not, it's true. Uh, you know, you, teams, they get down inside the five-yard line. And, uh, hey, Gallup is coming back after, the, you know, his brother's suicide. Maybe they give him a jump ball in the end zone. They, they design a play to get him in the end zone. Uh, you see it, like you said, in the past. Uh, it's a good call for all the people that are putting in their DFS lineups tomorrow, which I always love, by the way, Adam. I'm not the biggest, uh, you know, a DFS player. I put my lineups in each week, uh, just a couple to, to keep it interesting, see if somehow I hit a million, you know, can win a million. But, uh I always love playing DFS on uh, Thanksgiving every year. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's not the greatest slate, but we do have a 
in the, in the night game. The only player I really like for the Redskins is Jordan Reed. Uh, the Cowboys have mm-hmm. struggled a little bit against tight ends, and M- when McCoy did come in, he did throw a touchdown pass to Jordan Reed. Outside of that, man, it's it, it's ugly. That offensive line, McCoy, yeah. a quarterback, and Dallas's defense is, is good. It is, and, uh, you know, I, I, I have uh, Adrian Peterson on a good amount of teams. Um, he's been great all year for the most part. Uh, I've parked him on my bench this week. I don't want any part of him. I think he struggles mightily tomorrow uh, to run uh, versus that Dallas D. So uh, he's a sit for me this week. I, you know, other than Jordan Reed, like you said, not much uh, that gets me excited, but he'll probably get hurt uh, two minutes into the game tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, we've been waiting all year for that. So. I can't it's believe it's, it's, it's week 12 and the guy is healthy of all players, and he's done relatively nothing. Yes. Uh, I know in the tight end landscape he's okay. Final game, Saints favored by 13 over under 60. What do you got there? You know, I stayed away from this game in terms of, uh, you know, laying that number or taking it, um, but I am leaning towards uh, taking the over 60. I, I think this could be a, an absolute shootout. I think the Falcons will do a good, uh, you know, I think the Falcons will move the ball uh, versus the Saints and score 24-27 in that range. I just think the Saints have a potential to score 40-plus in this game. Uh, I really do. Uh, Kamara and Ingram, I can't see them, neither, both of them not scoring less than 20 fantasy points. I think they go off. And, you, you know, it's been well documented, all the troubles that the Falcons have with running backs. Uh, Zeke just killed them last week. This could be a huge 30-plus fantasy game for Kamara, in my opinion. I think you just have to hope that Atlanta doesn't fold like Philly did last week. That's my only concern because the Saints yeah. have been playing better defense. I agree with that. Uh, you hope that the division rivalry, uh, you know, maybe packages in. Uh, Ryan and Julio, uh, they'll be a handful. I don't see them struggling like Philly. Philly's just dogs. They gave in. They packed it in. Um, I, I don't think the Falcons will do that tomorrow night, especially on the big stage. All right, Chris, thanks for joining me here the day before Thanksgiving. I know people are busy. Happy Thanksgiving, man. Enjoy the holiday. You too, buddy. Enjoy the games, uh, and hopefully your Cowboys give you a nice Thanksgiving. Yeah, if Jason Garrett's gone, they will. Uh, that wraps <laughs> it up. <laughs> that wraps it up here. You can check me out, scoutfantasysports.com. Use the promo code RONA70. 70% off your first month. Get access to all our tools to dominate in season-long and DFS. want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. I'll be back Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern.